Hi everyone, I'm Libby Campbell and welcome to TIC, Teachers Inspiring and Collaborating Knowledge. Are you looking for some new teaching ideas? Are you looking for some inspiration with what you do in the classroom now? Is something not working for you and you're just willing to try something new? Then this podcast is for you. Each week, I get to talk with everyday people about ideas and practices, tips and tricks that have worked for them, and then I get to share these with you while you're on the go. Enjoy. Today I'm talking with Kel, and our topic is casual teaching. And if you've listened to previous episodes of TIC, you'll know that I'm a casual teacher and have been for a couple of years now. So Kel talks about how she's just started her casual teaching this year in 2020 and what an interesting and challenging year to start casual teaching, but it has been one of the best moves she's done. Casual teaching comes with its pros and its cons, and for me it's probably more pros than cons, and I choose to do casual teaching um, because it just suits me and my family. So if you're someone who's casual teaching in 2021, I hope you get some ideas from our conversation. And even if you're a teacher on class, I still think you'll get some benefit out of listening to this conversation, even if it's just to get a casual teacher's perspective. So good luck with your casual teaching in 2021, um, and I really hope you find our chat valuable. Well, Carol, hello. Thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Um, today we're talking about casual teaching, which is exciting because we're both casual teaching at the moment and be good to bounce some ideas and tips and tricks off you. But first of all, tell us a bit about your teaching history. What's your story? Well, I did my first three years in Bathurst at CSU and then I transferred to um, University of Canberra. Um, after that, I had a little bit of time off and worked in the public sector and went overseas. I was saving money to go overseas to work in a summer camp. Um, Come back to mum and dad, I had no money. So I started working at a school here in Dubbo. Um, I was there for three years and then I transferred to another school until I went casual and I was there for about 15 years. Oh, wow. So how long have you been teaching? Yeah, about 18 18 years. 18 years, all up. Wow. Um, so why did you begin casual teaching? Oh, there's many factors that influenced this decision. I'm a perfectionist, so I, I just have to do everything to, you know, top notch. Um, I found that the pressure I put on myself, as well as outside pressures of what's expected at school, wasn't working. Um, I've got two children that have high needs. So, you know, I just had no work-life balance um, and I desperately needed that for our family to function positively. Mm. So how long have you been casual teaching now? Just this year, so what's this, 10 months. And what a year to start casual teaching. In COVID, I know. (laughs) (laughs) So what do you find enjoyable about casual teaching? Oh, I love the fact that I've got a life after school. Mm. I love the fact that my weekends are my weekends you know, I can spend more time with my kids and help them in areas that they need because by the time I finish the day and I realise that they may need help at school in certain areas, I didn't have anything left in me. I'd already poured it into a full day of school. Um, I love the fact that I can get around and see 
different things in different schools and how things are run and learn new ideas. Yeah, I love that. So that's mm. that's quite positive. Because um, I love walking in, walking out, and you don't need to do those extra things, the meetings, parent-teacher info nights, um, programming. Yes, how could I forget that? That's at the oh, top of my no. list. <laughs> <laughs> and like the data entry and the assessing and like... There's a lot of work. There is. There is a yeah. lot of work. And I think the more our curriculum is jammed in, it, I think that's just the added pressure that teachers find. Mm. I mean, walking in as a casual and seeing other te- teachers exhausted and, you know, running ragged, I feel sorry for them. I can put myself in that position because I was there. Yes. But now I'm not like that. I've got a bit more bounce in my step. And, you know, everybody says to me, I stop smiling. Mm. But, you know, it's just taken so much weight off my shoulders and that's that's a positive thing. I'm more back to me than the yeah. stressed old mum work, you know, teacher. So it was the right decision for Oh, you. definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Cool. So what do you find challenging then about casual teaching? I think I find challenging the fact that when you go into new classes, especially this year where I hadn't had exposure to other schools, you're walking in, you're trying to... Um, have behaviour management with kids whose names you don't even know. Mm. For starters, I think once you develop those, the recognition of names, you develop some rapport. Yes. Without that, I think they've got one up on you. Um, I think also learning the new, like learning the ways people do it. And yes. the common thing is our teacher doesn't do that. You know, so you explain, well, we do it a bit differently. It's okay to do things differently. Mm. Um but getting them comfortable because kids are such, you know, they they thrive on routine and they thrive on what's familiar. So you try and um, uphold that as much as possible. Um, yeah, and just knowing, like, with your behaviour management, how far to push some kids. Um, you know, the expectations, obviously expectations change depending on the child. So I think without meaning to trigger some kids, you, you do, unfortunately, you know, because your expectations might put pressure on a kid that's anxious or um, not coping very well, have got other things going on. And when you're not aware of that, that's, right. that's really hard. That inside knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get that. Because I was trying to think too, what I find challenging, just it's sometimes it's just simple things like bell times. Like if you yes. walk into a school that you haven't been to before and it's not knowing when the bell goes or, you know, um, which kids go out for support or yeah. um, it's just little things like that. Yeah. And I get, because um, I've also been on the other end where I've been I've explained to a casual teacher what to do and there's always little things that you forget. Yeah. Um, like I've even been in a position where the class teacher's forgotten to tell me a student's on medication, um, you know, which is a pretty big deal. It but, is a very um, big deal. I totally get when that's not mentioned but it should be written down I yeah that's right and I think one of the schools I've recently started working at what I find and I'm probably hitting into one of your other questions but what I find quite beneficial with what they do is they've got a performer that they send you and on that is the bell time kids that need support medication emotional support um, what times kids may exit and enter the classroom and all those little things really help you in your you know, your daily organisation. Yes. Well, because I've worked at schools where the desks they have, their workbooks can't be stored at their desk. Yes. So they're stored on tubs on the shelf on the side of the classroom. And just 
how to manage to hand those out when when you've just realised, oh, hang on, <laughs> these books have to be handed out. They're not, the kids don't have them. And that can be unsettling for the class as well, yeah, i found. Yeah, definitely. Mm. So what sorts of things can a classroom teacher do to help you as a casual teacher? You did mention the school that you worked at, how yeah. the performer they send out. I think knowing that you've got the support um, and that you've got somebody who actually runs through certain expectations and requirements, um, you're not going to get that in the half hour that you're there first thing in the morning of a new school, I understand that. But just so you know you've got somebody to check in with, um, knowing that if you need to follow a program that everything's there for you or you know where to access it because a lot of things are online these days and you don't necessarily have access to it all. So just making sure you've got the ease of that. I've only done um, casual days where programs are provided. I know when I first started and I was a mobile casual, you actually, I had to prepare a pack so that I walked in and I had work prepared for each grade, depending on where I was. It Did seems, you use them? Yes, oh, because wow. otherwise the programs back then weren't available, I found. And um, being fresh, I found casual teaching so much harder back when I first started teaching than what I do now. Yeah. And I don't, it must be, you know, everybody's program has to be smick, it has to be organised, you teach from it. There's, there's no time to deviate from what the curriculum says this that's you right. know yeah. this day and age so I think that's where it benefits casuals because you walk in the programs there and you know where to go but as long as the online stuff is accessible yes because I've had um, some experiences where because I don't I've walked in cold and you may not or may not know where um, how to find where to find things so you're wasting time trying to find yes. that um, uh, you know because it's not always there for you yeah and uh yeah, it's almost criminal to waste time in the classroom. Yeah, it is. Because there's so much that has to be ticked off and, yeah. and done. I, th- I think what I find, though, I, I've set myself up and I've kept programs or certain websites, you know, the membership's still going because, say, for instance, that does happen and you can't access something, you can think on your feet and go, actually, this is a topic. I can still access information and teach from it. Mm. Where as a as a beginning teacher, I didn't have that skill. No. I wouldn't have been. I would have been really overwhelmed and stressed. But having the experience of being full time and having my own class, I think that's helped me be able to think on my feet a lot quicker. Yes, I really feel for someone um, coming in green and coming in cold. Yes, you know? <laughs> that is stressful. Yeah. So what are some tips and tricks you have up your sleeve for maybe lesson breaks or early finishes or if kids are being a bit of a, a bit, bit challenging? Yeah. yeah. Um, I think the big thing is recognising what their interests are and that would be trying to develop a rapport and have a conversation with kids. But I think it depends on the age group too. If you're going to mm. – I with the little kids, I like to be animated and carry on a bit silly where the big kids look at you go, oh – you know, you're a bit of a dork, stop doing that. <laughs> so I think you just have to pick um, pick your age group and and be human, I guess. Show them that you're human and that you can, um, you know, sympathise with where they're at if they're having a bit of a meltdown. Um, being a parent, that's probably helped me in some of the courses I've done for my own children mm-hmm. have helped me with that, you know, appealing to, to their emotions and making sure they feel comfortable and heard. Um 
Otherwise, if they're just a bit unsettled, we might do a bit of, you know, take deep breaths, meditating, encourage self-talk, you know. Are you distracted? Are you distracting people around you? You know, what should you be focusing on getting that into their head? Is your classroom management different as a casual teacher, do you find? Uh, No, I'm still fairly regimented. I think I'm not as stressed, so I'm probably a little bit more easygoing than what's expected and if something doesn't go the way I probably anticipate it to or should I'll be like oh well I'm here for a day I'm doing my best where when you know you need to produce results and it's riding on you Mm. it's a bit different. That's true. Um, I've used things like um, uh, the YouTuber Zach King have you heard of him? No. Where well I would call him a magician but it's basically clever photography and um, recording where it does really clever things with um, just everyday objects and I find him I've, the kids love watching him the last 10 minutes of the day yeah the kids just want to unwind we've finished everything so I might put that on um, or minuscule is another one have you? Oh, I haven't heard that oh. and this is the stuff I like to hear as a casual yeah. when you say oh can the kids say can we do this and I say well what is that yeah. And so, you know, you let them lead the way and teach you. Yeah. And I think that's a perfect opportunity and it shows that you're still learning too. Yeah. You know, where you're giving the, them the opportunity to um, lead the way and take control a bit. Yeah, because the kids have taught me little games and, you know, um, things that they watch. Because there was another one um, called uh, How Ridiculous. Oh, yeah. And it's an Australian, um, Australian YouTubers and they basically blow up stuff or drop stuff from great heights and then replay it in slow motion. And older kids in particular love it. Like they do, and it's, they're only, you know, 10, 15-minute clips. They're yeah, not right. Long. Yeah. So I've also used that as well. And you know what? My problem is remembering it all. Yes. Things seem to just slip my mind and then I might only remember half of it. I'm like, oh, man, I just need that child here. Yeah. And then you try and replay the, that moment in the classroom to try and remember it. And because I've, I've been in that position, we think, oh, why didn't I think of that? Yeah. Like, <laughs> or I've been in a position where someone else has come in and suggested it and I said, yeah, that would have been a really good idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so do you have a toolkit then that you take with you to schools? I, in my, I, so I, before I started my casual year, I went and bought a um, big bag Mm-hmm. so that I could fit everything in it. So I've actually got my own microphone that I walk around with. Oh, wow. So that um, I find it really good for behaviour management. At my school that I was at full-time, they introduced them. And I found when I first started, I didn't have one, and I found my behaviour management wasn't as strong because I was raising my voice. Kids oh, wow. don't respond to raised no. voices but you had to get over the noise and that's where I made that purchase and thought right I'm using that it's been fantastic was it that saves... an expensive buy well if you bought it new okay it, it would be um I think they'll valued at 7.99 or 800 dollars when I researched and I thought I can't part with that money so then I got just a second hand one off eBay oh, how cool. and um it was from a nursing home they used it three or four times until they got a better system for the oldies and I thought, brilliant, that's me. Yeah. And it was 100 bucks. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, and then I carry my own stamps and stickers, my own pencil case. So I've got, if I want to use nice colours on their writing yeah. or, you know, to mark things, I've got it there um, to draw some cool little pictures on their, on their work to say, well done or yeah. um, 
Yeah, I've got that there. I don't, at first I was starting to do lollipops and I thought, no, I want to try and intrinsically motivate you mm. to get onto your work and and then have rewards such as games yeah. and whatnot to follow. Because then I think about my boys having sugar being ADHD and I think I don't know that a lot of parents would appreciate that coming through with their children either. Yeah. Well, because I started doing, I use lollies as well. Um, and I still use a prize box, yep. but I use now, um, I will go to like the reject shop or those cheap shops and buy um, like pencils with rubbers on the end oh, or yeah. little notebooks and special rulers. Like it's all stationary yeah. stuff. And yeah. I'm always surprised at how much the kids love it. Like yeah. it's just cheap stuff, but they just love being recognised, I suppose. Yeah, and that's right. And I think a lot of time in, you know, our our lives it's so busy that a lot of them won't get that recognition because everybody and I I'm very guilty of it step by step one foot in front of the other trying to get through each day Mm. you know and sometimes you don't take time to appreciate the positive things the good things that people do because you're so flustered and overwhelmed by outside influences I suppose that's it um, I always have a, I wear a lanyard with a pen on it. Oh, yes. The amount of times um, I go looking for a pen, and because I have a dreadful habit of picking up a pen and then putting it somewhere and then I don't know where I've put it. <laughs> and whiteboard markers. I do that with whiteboard markers, definitely. <laughs> and I go, oh, where was it? So I wear a pen now, um, just one of those uh, four coloured ones. Oh, yes. So if I need to mark something, I've got um, a red or a green. Yeah. And if I need to write something, I've got the blue and the black. Yeah, yeah. okay. That's a good idea. <laughs> so, what advice would you give to a teacher who's just starting out casual teaching? I would think the best thing to do is try and learn the curriculum in some way, shape, or form so you know what you're expected to teach you know at what level you're not bombarding kids and you're not setting them up for failure um i'd say learn to have some self-care learn how to look after yourself um learn how to reach out if you need help because Mm -hmm. it's okay to reach out um something i probably didn't put my hand up enough for you know you try and handle it by yourself you don't want to appear weak but I think if you crumble, you've, that's where you've let the party down by not, not sort of seeking that help. Yeah, because I, um, I thought of this too. And I, like, I would say, like, ask, ask questions. Use yeah. your grey partner as a resource. Um, and if you're in a single stream school, go to your stage partner. Yeah. Um, or teacher's aides, they're a great resource to use oh, as definitely. well. Oh, definitely. And just, you know, if you're an experienced teacher, rely on your experience too. Yes. Yeah. But definitely develop consistent behaviour management strategies because if you haven't got consistency within the classroom, the kids are going to run all over you. That's it. And like you were saying too, knowing the kids' names, um, have you got any tips about how you remember kids' names? Um, No. So I've got a really bad memory. So when I was on a class, when I first started this school actually, I was like, oh my gosh, I could feel that I was getting anxious because I couldn't. I couldn't just call on a student off cuff. So I thought, right, how am I going to do this? And I ended up having a two-week block and I thought, I cannot go a week without not knowing these kids' names. So I actually said, you can't go into the classroom until Mrs Rowe remembers your name. Mm -hmm. And I'm 
count them off. And it was a challenge for me because I was, I'm competitive. Yeah. Right, I'm going to get this right. Yeah. And so I think it was my drive mm-hmm. to get it right that helps me, but it benefited the mm-hmm. children as well because they were excited. Yes, she got my name. Yeah. Um, I've heard of teachers, I've never done this, but I've heard of teachers using an adjective in front of the name that starts with the same letter. So um, my son Gus was gorgeous Gus. And my daughter Anne was like awesome Anne, and yeah. um, I've heard that that's a trick that people, that teachers use to try and remember names. I've yet to try it, so I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I've done work. similar things when I've had my own class because I think when you give them that personal touch, you know, they really respond to that, and that's where your rapport develops. But I haven't thought about using that as a casual. Yeah, um, and I also love it when classroom teachers. Uh, leave name tags on desks. Oh, that's perfect. Even at this time of the year where we're getting towards the end, a lot of name tags go missing or end up yes. in the bin. Yeah. I love it when there's still name tags on desks. Yes. And uh, I like it on the desk too. Sometimes I've found them on the chairs, like there's name tags oh, on okay. the chairs. I haven't seen that before. Um, that doesn't always work because you're not always looking at the child from the back where yeah. the name tag is yeah um but yeah on the desk and you good... just have to be careful that they're not switching them have, has I, that happened no no it hasn't <laughs> yeah so one particular grade that i had they they'd switch the name tags they're a bit you know oh, high spirited group let's put it like that <laughs> and they switch the name tags and then they'd have a little snicker because you'd call them that name and yeah they'd funny. stitch you up <laughs> Well, Kel, now I would like to do the fast finishes, so um, just whatever pops into your head first. Okay. What's your favourite subject to teach and why? I love grammar because I get it, for starters. Um, I don't mind maths as long as it's I know where I'm heading with it. I mean, it's very broad as well, and you can do a lot of investigation with numbers and get the kids really thinking. I think they would be my two favourite. Yeah. Oh, good. What would you be if you weren't a teacher? I'd be a radiographer, I think. Oh, wow. Yes. The only thing is I'm quite an emotional person. So I think I don't know how I would compose myself for bad news, but I think I'd be, I wear my emotions very well on my face. So if I was ecstatic for some news, you know, with babies or whatever, they'd be thinking, oh, she's weird. She's a bit over the top. So um, I don't know. I think I'd do that. Oh, wow. I've always thought about um, restudying to do that. Okay. But then I think, oh, all that time studying again, four years at university for teaching nearly killed me. (laughs) So I I think it puts me off. Okay. Or the other thing might be an OT. I wouldn't mind doing OTs. That would um, partner well with teaching. Teaching, yes, Mm. that's right. I, I had tossed it up as well and thinking if I could get credits. Uh, yeah, I didn't explore it any further. No. Never say never. Never say never. What is something you did today that went well? I actually got my boys off to school in a very calm and collected fashion. Oh. Everyone was smiling. That's a huge win. The yeah. heart wasn't racing. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody forgot anything. It was good. What makes you happy? Um, peace. Nice. Calmness in the house. I'm a big one for that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's the first day of the holidays. What do you do? Oh, I chill in the lounge with a book. Nice. Catch up on a bit of TV. One thing that helps you deal with stress? One thing. Um, I've just 
got heavily involved in exercise, which I didn't realise exactly how detrimental that is for your mental health. Mm. And my um, outlook on life has changed dramatically since I've done that. So I think exercise would be have to be my biggest stress relief. Any sort of exercise? Uh, I was very sporty as a kid, so anything vigorous, but even like getting out in the fresh air and taking a walk is better than not doing anything at all. I agree. Tell us about a time, personally or professionally, where you made a mistake and learnt something valuable. I mean, I've learnt lots of mistakes. Um, I think maybe learnt about being sensitive towards children okay. and um, because sometimes you say things off the cuff. Yes. Like you might know a kid's got potential and call them lazy mm-hmm. and I've been guilty of that, you know, stop being lazy, I know you can do better. But it's just rephrasing that so it comes out a bit more positive. So how would you rephrase um, that? I know you can do this, show me what you've got, mm-hmm. let me help you. You know, oh, I love that. what or what's stopping you? You know, what mm. can I help you with that's stopping you from getting this done? So it's not saying you're failing; it's coming across more sympathetic, more empathetic, and um, and then they go, "Oh, she does care." Okay, let's rise to the occasion. Yeah. What's your favourite book? My favourite book. Oh, I'm a sucker for romance. <laughs> <laughs> Anything that doesn't require me to think too hard if I can just read something and it just flows that's good because I think you know with my children having such high needs I like to just escape and if I have to think too hard after already exhausting draining days with them it's it's too much so if I can just escape that's good (laughs) what are you grateful for um oh there's so much so many things to be grateful for really I mean I've got a beautiful husband, beautiful family. I've got, you know, a nice house where we live. I've got a job. We live in a good country. You know, some I think sometimes we do get bogged, bogged down with the, the pressures and the stress and we forget about some of those things. Mm. But you just got to have, you know, take the time to smell the roses. Yeah, that's right. What's a fun fact about you? Um, I'm actually quite socially awkward. I'm a bit of an introvert, and wow. so when I tell people that I get social phobia, you know, going into large groups, or they they're quite surprised because apparently I come off quite confident. You where do. I, I'm not very confident at all. Wow! Yeah, oh, that is um, a very fun fact. Yes. <laughs> Well, Kel, thank you so much for um, talking with us today. I've picked up heaps of tricks and um, some new ideas I'd love to try. I can't wait to try them out. So thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I really appreciate it. I hope you're able to get something valuable out of it like I did when I was talking to our guest. Just a quick note that ideas in today's episode are educated opinions of the guest. Always inform yourself and work out what best suits you and your lifestyle before trying other people's ideas. If you would like to know more, be a guest or contribute constructive feedback, visit our website at tickteaching.com. If you liked what you heard today, subscribe and share this episode with your friends and colleagues. Looking forward to doing it all again next week. And until next time, love your kids, love yourself. Take care.